The third season of the business podcast Grow Now will address a multitude of questions that every entrepreneur has encountered or has asked himself at least once. The untold story of what an entrepreneur's life is made of, the enthusiasm and the true beauty of entrepreneurship, a journey that happens either because of necessity or due to the opportunities presented. But is it for everyone? Join us for the answers that this exciting new season has in store. Hello, my dear friends and listeners, and welcome back to your preferred podcast. Last week, we challenged the idea that satisfied clients are not enough for thriving business. And I had a beautiful opportunity this week to go deeper into this topic while I was sharing a live interview with one of the best coaches here in Paris and to speak to his high-level entrepreneur clients. While doing so and covering different questions, I got to be asked about this topic as well. And I shared what seemed to me they actually represented for my business interview partner. They were there for him as they did not know me at nine in the evening, during a weekday and definitely after a full day as well. They were there showing up, asking questions and sharing their enthusiasm and inspiration they got from our discussion. They were his waving funds and his ideal clients. And it just reconfirmed what we shortly highlighted in the previous episode. And for those who did not have a chance to listen to it so far, please go ahead and do so, as you may find it more meaningful to listen and refresh on those topics before this one. So to continue with this topic of branding and communication, so the ideal clients may first and already simply find us. During the interview, we addressed this question of how do we connect with the ideal clients once they did find us. And by the way, as specified before, not all clients are or are becoming ideal clients, yet any kind of business needs a good share of those ideal clients in order to grow and to thrive. So how to or how do we find and build that ideal client relationship? The reality is, as mentioned many times, that people pay us with their time first and they find our name thanks to our branding and marketing. Sometimes something, someone mentioning your name to them. They tried to find out more about you and they came to one of your events, maybe listen to one of your podcasts, maybe read one of your articles, maybe visit one of your stores or business locations, depending the type of business you are in. Something you did well, so they found you already. Now, not everyone who finds us become our ideal client. Those waving funds we are keep speaking about. What it takes next is for them to resonate with what you are sharing, what you are selling, what are your products and your services. And that may not be as easy when we do large communication, actually. When we are on the one-to-one approach, it's much tailor-made to their specific needs of the person uh, that is requesting that meeting with you. And that takes a specific set of skills. We may talk about it in a different episode, provided it is of interest for you. Uh, 
uh, and yet it's somehow much easier than addressing a large public. Therefore, ideally, once you did well your branding, a personal and business branding, by the way, and your communication and marketing, and therefore already attracting clients to you, so basically you manage them to meet you and you to meet them, your second job is to make them resonate with you enough to want to reach out to you and have that more tailor-made approach. To be able for them to choose you and for you to choose them out of a mass of potential clients and also satisfy clients already working with you. Ideal clients and waving funds, they do find something that resonates so much within them, something that you give them that is making them coming back over and over, experience more of our services and products and keep talking about us and bringing us more business and new clients. Ideal clients are not a magic match of love of first sight. It may happen, yet, like in any other type of love relationship, it takes time to be built up to create the trust, the enthusiasm, the results actually they are getting out of following you. And that most of the time never happens overnight, which means that us as entrepreneurs have some specific work to do. So we serve them to the best and create that envy, that desire for getting more from us. Why? Because they will anyhow have needs and desire and they will simply continue to satisfy them and pay for them with somebody else. And why is that an issue? Because sometimes when what we have to offer, we know is the best on the market, we don't want to let our ideal client be less well served than what we have for them. We know we are the best in our category. So why allowing our ideal clients you, you mentioned, you see, I'm not mentioning any clients, yes, to have a less valuable solution than the one that we offer for them. And of course, here I'm only speaking about, of course, ideal clients, but also your line of business where you know you are the best. Let me give you an example on coaching side, providing you coach one of the business owner of a large company and he needs to train his team. Could you do that? Are you interested in doing so? Is your business the best in doing so? And if yes, would you rather take that training or allow a competitor to step in? Now, I'm not saying this is a universal answer to a similar situation. I'm just saying they are anyhow still paying for that service and you may have the opportunity to step in that, into that as well. And any, anyone will be happy um, you, because you got more business and your ideal client even more satisfied because he has the best in the class instead of spending hours of research and find maybe not such a good service that he will pay for anyhow. And the team, of course, because they got the best training as well. I hope all this resonates with you. Now, I use this word a lot, resonate. So how do we make sure our followers and people who met us for the very first time actually resonate with what we have to say or do or even sell. Now, these are the five steps that you may want to, you know, take notes on. The first part is to know precisely what kind of business you are in. Now, I know a lot of people think this is a business for anyone. 
yet when it's for anyone it's basically for no one i talk a lot about that no 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 point of going back in this one and explaining why so so let's say that you have a skincare salon and you work with high quality skin products that at least means a specific amount that you know those products cost obviously a tailor made dedicated choice for each of the women that are coming into your salon and that by default means that there is high value and therefore a higher investment on your clients now most of the time these skincare salons are having an appointment system uh, so they know in advance who you are and what are your specific needs. It's not like any other places where you just walk by on the streets and you see their sign and you get in. It is a business specific for some specific type of clients. You see, hope this makes sense. What means a niche business? Second is know who you are in terms of, you know, this kind of business has which kind of clients. So I'm talking here in general. For my specific business, all I want to know is who are my, you know, normal classic clients, if you want, so I can contribute and I serve them best. So prior to making any offer or give them anything, all you want to know is who is in your audience, uh, who is actually receiving your message and adapt your message to their needs. Let me clarify that in a simpler way. Let's say you are willing to buy chocolate. You go into a store that sells chocolate and you expect to find chocolate, isn't it? So it means that providing you enter my store and I start to sell you cheese, you will say thank you and walk away even when my cheese is outstanding because that is not what you need right now. So adapting your message to your audience is key so they can resonate with and find that it's something accessible for them. Third part is to know precisely who is your ideal client. So you see, in the second part, I talk about general clients, who are your clients. In the third part, I talk about ideal clients and have their kind of avatar, meaning to understand who they are, what is that they are looking for, what are their needs and desires, so we can adapt our offer to them. When we know who they are, it's much easier to recognize them in the global audience. The fourth step is to trust yourself and the process you have prepared for, sometimes years, to deliver it to your best in any moment, to be present there for them and do not worry about the outcome. Once you did your pre-work and you're good of that, it is just delivering. And it's not about stressing out uh, about how much this will work or not. This is the time to be present and to do what you know best and what you have prepared for. That's it. The last part is to see how well that was working and to learn from the experience you had. You see, let's see, you have given this, you know, presentation or this interview, you know, to this large audience. And all you want to know is to see, to look for feedback, to look to the results of how that presentation has been received. Of course, we have goals. Maybe uh, at the end of the interview, we reached those goals. Maybe it was more, maybe it was less. At the end of your process, you can manage and measure how well it went. And to use that, information strategically to better do things in the future. And again, 
listen to some of the feedback and adjust accordingly. Hope all this resonates. I love this world and gives you more food for thought on how to find and approach your potential ideal clients. Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, ebooks, and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.